am Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. Hi, I'm Jen. I was born and raised in Scarborough, Ontario, grew up also in Markham, and now living in Ajax, Ontario. And I'm Jesse, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Hala Hala podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm fortunate to live, work, and play on the traditional land of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and the Mississaugas of the Credit And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and Nishtabeg people. It's warm up and six. We've got a guest in our Hollow Hollow virtual podcast studios today. We've got Jen. Woo! Woo Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, what's pretty special is this episode that Jen's joining, the full and our warm up, will be broadcast in Filipino Canadian Heritage Month, which is in June. So I have a warm up that is a question in three parts. So, Jez and Jen, as a kid, I want you to have your kid brain on of like, you know, so many years ago, 20 years ago, if that, if not a little bit more. I'm going to ask three questions and I'll ask you in the perspective as when as a kid, what were your answers to these questions? And then I'm going to ask you now at this moment, the same three questions and let's see how the questions differ. So as a kid, the first question is, what makes you Filipino? I'm going to go first just to get your minds and juices flowing. So as a kid, if someone asked me, what makes me Filipino? I would automatically have a sort of a silly grin on my face and I would say a tabu. <laughs> because, and listeners, if you're not familiar, when we go to the bathroom, number two, Filipinos, I was taught to use a tabu, which is a little pail or a little cup. And we clean ourselves with a cup of water and make sure we're fresh and clean. That is the thing. As a kid, if you ask like six or seven year old me, what makes me Filipino? I use a tabo. Oh my now, God. I throw so the question funny. to you guys. As a kid, as young Jesse, as young Jed, what makes you Filipino? I'll go next. Okay. I was going to say, as a kid, what makes me Filipino was actually eating sinigang. <laughs> and so <laughs> I honestly, I thought it was eating sinigang because it was like no one else in my community, no one in my neighborhood in Kennedy Park in Scarborough knew what sinigang was, except maybe the three other Filipino families growing up in the 80s. And so I thought, oh, okay, well, that's what makes us Filipino is eating sinigang. I didn't cross my head that it had to do with anything else but food at the time. That's what I thought of in terms of what makes me Filipino as a kid. I think for me, it was yeah. packing a book, buying a box. Oh, ah. yes, yes. Because that was fun. Yes. <laughs> it's like asking questions like, why are you sending my toys yes. back home? Yeah. Or yeah. why are you sending my old clothes back home? But also like hearing the things like, oh, we're going to give it to like so-and-so. Or mm -hmm. like they can right. still use this stuff. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. And then like. And you go back into the community, like you go back to school and like you kind of notice that like you're maybe one or two or maybe five of other Filipinos there. And like just knowing that that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. In Balik Bayan boxes. And I remember yeah. kind of going to airports too, seeing everyone else kind of have like regular typical luggages and then people <laughs> kind of coming back with Balik Bayan boxes <laughs> as well, thinking, oh, this is a very kind of if not economical way of traveling. It was like, oh, it's very kind of modular and square. Because I remember being at Pearson Airport when there was a Terminal 2. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
where I just saw stacks upon stacks of Bullock buy-in boxes. And I was kind of pre-Tetris and it was just like, wow, like, look, it all kind of fits together nicely and stuff like that. But also realizing too, that it was only Filipinos that were picking up these right. Bullock buy-in boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get more food back. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Then. In your childlike frame of mind, what makes you Canadian? So I'll use this one. And this is one of my most vivid memories as a child. I remember answering the phone and I knew it was a phone call from the Philippines and it was my grandfather, my mom's dad. Mm -hmm. And my mom said, Hey, why don't you talk, you know, say hi to your Lolo. And I just spoke, I don't know, like gibberish and just talking about school and stuff. And all I heard was like a, a nothing. And I was like, I don't think anyone's on the phone. And my mom had got back on the phone and she's like, Tatai, are you okay? And she had laughed. And I go, what did Lolo say? And she said, oh, he said, his Apu is American, but I go, I'm Canadian. My mom looked at me, same thing. And it's just a memory of like, oh, i Canadian. And that's what my grandfather thought. He didn't understand what I said. There's just that little chuckle. And my mom's like, oh, he's just happy that you're American. I go, you mean Canadian? She's like, yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Sigs, I have a similar memory around that idea of a grandparent. So my Lolo, similarly mm-hmm. thinking to himself, my goodness, this kid talks too fast in English, <laughs> you know, dahin, dahin, the man just men, right? So he would say like, slow down, right? Because I can't understand you because you're speaking English really quickly. But if you asked me as a kid, you know, what makes you Canadian? Mm-hmm. I would have said um, my ability to tell you all about pop culture in the 80s. Honestly, I would have told mm. you that because that was my frame of reference because I didn't really know how to be Canadian. And I actually thought that being Canadian, you know, meant mimicking what you saw in terms of pop culture. And in fact, pop culture was very much a frame of reference for me to understand what a Westernized context or a North Americanized yeah. context. Unbeknownst <laughs> to me at the time that that wasn't actually Canadian. It was more American than anything else. <laughs> But that's kind of what I thought. That's what I thought yeah. it meant to be Canadian at that time. Just understanding those mm-hmm. sitcoms. Like, I knew the theme song to The Love Boat more than Mary Had a Little Lamb yeah. at, at this point. Much I mean, more quality. Much more, like, love, exciting yeah, and new. Come aboard. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we're, we're expecting, expecting you. you the Love Boat, right? Like, I knew the <laughs> lyrics, and I just thought, okay, this will get me into the club of what it means to be Canadian. Kind of, like, look back now and think, oh, that's really so where close. Love pop culture came from. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> I close, love it. yet so far. What about you, Jen? Yeah, I don't know. Like, my parents migrated here, like, in the 60s, mm-hmm. right, with my kuya, and so I was made in Canada, right? Like, so <laughs> I joined them in the 80s. Yeah. I think I only realized I was Canadian when I actually went back home, uh, which is yeah. so weird. I'm fortunate to go back home to the Philippines twice in my lifetime. The first yeah. time was when I was like, I want to say seven. Mm-hmm. And then the most recent was just, was like at least like 10, 15 years ago. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. yeah. So like drastic changes in the decades. But like when I first went back home is when I figured out, okay, I guess I'm Canadian. I remember in being spaces where my moms would be like, shh. Himika, hey, be right. quiet. Don't yeah. speak. They're gonna know you're different. Like they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna know you're not from here, kind of a deal. Like, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Being born and raised here, I think it's more of a a mix of and a way of just finding what mm-hmm. is Filipino, what is yeah. Canadian. And then again, it goes back to like code switching. I find I'm always code switching in different spaces. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Just based on the environment I'm in. And, you know, I have to say too, that even our parents going back home, they'll be found out within like two oh, yeah. minutes that they're not Filipino or have spent most of their lives or a good 
deal of their lives outside of the Philippines as well. And I was just realizing that too, like when my mom was counting back the pesos that she received back, my mom was actually saying, isang libo, dalawang libo, tatlong libo. You know, okay. while the cashier was like saying, isang thou, dalawang thou, tatlong thou. So they were using English as thousand. And it yeah. was just like, when she counted back, they knew, they were like, oh, mom, where are you from, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> right? Like we're, we're from Manila, but, you know, they're like, no, mom, where, where do you currently live? They eventually <laughs> told them, of course, we're from Canada. Oh, Canada, that's nice, right? Type of stuff. But it is true. Like sometimes mm. just even speaking, like suddenly it's like, whoa, you look familiar, but you don't look familiar, you know? All right. So the third part of the question as a child, in that frame of mind, what makes you Filipino Canadian? And now, and this is an interesting thing, and I'm really taking actual examples as a kid. I remember setting the table and I always had a fork, spoon and knife. And everyone had that mm. choice that, you know, a fork and spoon was what we were set up to. And then my little acknowledgement of being Westernized was like putting the knife on the table. And I remember going to a friend's house who was Filipino and I would ask for a fork and knife when I would be eating, but they had fork and spoon. And my mm. mom had this discussion with my friend's mom, like, oh, you adjusted. She's like, yeah, but you know, it fork and spoon, fork and knife, it's all good that we can all use that. And it was just that little thing of a marriage of being Filipino and Canadian and finding like that medium as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I know mm-hmm. we're going to get a bit more abstract when I ask the adult versions of these questions to us, but as a child, what makes you Filipino Canadian? What did you do or what was something that was a hallmark that you understood that you were Filipino and Canadian? I would say taking the Canadian citizenship test. And it was more my parents than anything else, right? So they took the Canadian citizenship test. And then I just remember being in court, being sworn in as a Canadian citizen. And this was around about 10 years old at the time. And that's when I realized, oh, I'm both Filipino and Canadian at the same time. That is a very definitive moment. Like just my parents taking the Canadian citizenship test and then us being sworn in days later in court amongst with other newly minted Canadians at that point. I think for me... As a kid, being Filipino-Canadian was just, I think it goes back to a little about you as a kid, just like just mm-hmm. having different food. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And being brave enough to bring that food to mm-hmm. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <clears throat> if like other classmates like were interested, like what is that? And they'd be like, yeah. oh, it's Tarun or like, oh, it's Ube or <clears throat> it's Pandasal, right? Like yeah. to me, it was just like bringing those types of food into school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now with our current state of minds, as we are all adults or we're adulting at the moment, I'm going to ask you the same question. So right now at this moment, if someone asks, what makes you Filipino, what would you say? Do you want me to go first? I, I can Give totally go first. Go I, I go can ahead, totally go first on this one. I know it's my collectivist-based thinking that makes me Filipino. And that the more I get into different spaces and places, especially in this country, what I start to realize is not everyone thinks about the welfare of the community the same way that I probably do. And I know Mm -hmm. that idea of Kapwa and Bayanian have come through in the way that I do service work, the way that I do my work just in general, and the way that I try to create community in all the different ways that I know how. And I know that that is a decidedly Filipino value that I hang on to. And so I know that that's what makes me Filipino today. Yeah. I think for me, it's being able to learn how to cook mm. dishes, how to be, how to pass down traditions to my kids, being able to share either text or being able to share even food at different tables. I think <laughs> to me, it makes me Filipino. That's great. For me, 
along the same lines for both spaces that you guys just said, but I really do find, especially through the podcast and Jesse, with your sort of your mentorship and being my kuya, I think it's us claiming and finding our kin, finding, mm-hmm. you know, different representations of the diaspora and yeah. identifying what brings us together. And that type of unity, I find it more and more, even as I grow older, even in my career, you know, there I work for the Federal Public Service and there's a Federal Public Service group of Filipinos mm. a network. And and as we talk about food and sharing foods in different places, I'm in the middle of creating a luncheon for my work <laughs> for Filipino Canadian Heritage Month, total agenda pushing where I'm going to make lumpia. Love it. Love I have it. A, a tita that's helping out and catering and it's, it's going to be super great. Before you go into the next question, yeah. I had a question of Jen though. Mm. Yeah. So when you're learning some recipes and stuff like that. Is it one of your parents texting you or is it you're side by side with one of your parents? Like, how does that work? Oh yeah. It's legit getting in the kitchen with my mom. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So because it. she doesn't write anything down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right. That's what I thought. There's no yeah. measurements. There's no nothing. Right. <laughs> and it's kind of like, I don't want to lose that. So I'm literally in the kitchen with her writing down. Mm-hmm what her measurements are yeah. right. <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. Because eventually one day, God forbid, cycle of life, she's going to go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose that. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You know, and I want to keep that Filipino-ness, like those traditions, cultures, like yeah. our food going on. Yeah. I want it to live on. And so like, if I don't learn how to cook. <laughs> who's going to teach you? First of all, right? Yeah. Who's going to teach me? Yeah. yeah. And so I'd like to pass it on to Sierra and to Quentin too. Of course. Luckily, yeah. My husband can cook very well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's nothing beats a homemade of course. dish that mom made. Preach. Of course, yeah. there's that love that's in it. Well, I was yeah. going to say, I learned a while ago how to cook a bunch of Filipino food from my mom. But what I'm realizing is kind of what you're saying. There will come a time when yeah. they've gone on to the next life, whatever mm-hmm. comes next after this life. Yeah. I have my own personal project that I wanted to just share with you that maybe it'll inspire you to do something different. The next time you do a recipe... Put up three cameras or three camera videos and then just capture everything on video at some point. Because I know that, you know, Michael has told me that his mom has passed and he's always wished that he could always videotape it. So it's kind Mm. of like, oh, like that's a really great idea. Anyways. Yeah, that's a great idea. I'm encouraging everyone to find a three video setup. (laughs) A cam setup of cooking alongside mom. And then like, you know, it doesn't have to be publicized but it's just for us oh yeah our kitchen would be swearing english Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> i think everyone's everyone's yeah, kitchen would be great. That. i agree i would love that, that. Would be so, okay take us home sigs and finally what makes you canadian in a quick shot and it's funny my career i really dealt with being canadian and the process of those who are canadian very broadly and think of my passport and being born and raised and I think the reception that people, since people find out I'm Canadian, I get a, you know, you get a good reception. And also too, there isn't, it isn't like Dudley Do-Right. In your head, what does a Canadian look like? It's the three of us. It's your next door neighbor. Mm -hmm. It's very broad. It's not just simply a person in a Mountie uniform that represents a Canadian. It it, it can be anyone. So that's what I think of what makes me Canadian. What about you guys? I think my assertiveness, at least probably in the last 10 years, my assertiveness And in some ways, advocacy. It's not to say that being Filipino, you're not an advocate, but I have really become assertive over the last decade and not afraid to kind of speak the truth. And I find that in Filipino culture and tradition, we're used to accommodating a lot, which is fine, right? Like that's kind of how we prioritize harmony, you know, and the collective. And listeners, what you don't see is when the minute I said that, like both Siggy and Jen were both (laughs) like nodding their heads. Yes, 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 that's right, Kuya. 
But where I've kind of found benefit from Canadian culture is learning to speak one's mind unabashedly. And I think that that's what makes me Canadian. And there is something to be said about that Canadian passport. It's part from it being recognized world over. It's just the fact that this passport claims us and that's what makes us Canadian too as well. Yeah, I hear my mom's voice in my head right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think you know everything. Ah, you're Canadian. That's what came to my head when I when you said that question. Things like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I do think I know everything. Yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. You are kin to me. You know exactly. And uh, probably right now your mom and my mom are like have a shiver going, who's talking probably. about us? Probably. Exactly. Who's talking about us right now. <laughs> All these I'm, Canadians, well, Uncle, I don't know what we're doing. Well, then, right? so, the best yeah. way to close out this warm up is right now. Someone asks you, "What makes you Filipino Canadian?" Someone asks you that question. How would you respond? I think it's the hospitality that I bring to the table, the willingness yeah. to help without judgment, mm-hmm. and to spread love regardless. That's also oh, what our community is about, too, as Filipinos. I love it. Oh my god! I, I don't think I could top that. I don't know either. I was just like, I think of my kids, my children who were born in Canada and they're mixed race, they're Filipino, Dutch, what have you. My dad seeing them, his oppose and in his head, and I can see it in his face. He has this wonderful smile, like immigrating to Canada. It, this is what the world works at the end of the day. And he has these two little pillows that'll be able to have opportunities. And still, we will fight to, you know, keep those traditions, pass those foods, pass those recipes, pass manupo, pass using the tabo, pass taking off your shoes when you go in the house, how to use your kamai. Um, that tradition will still exist. And I think yeah. that's my dad's. And I think of my dad, Willie, who just would be like, oh, the world works. You know, it, yeah. that makes us Filipino-Canadian. I can't top Jen because I just, I no. love the three trifecta. I'm like, that's so <laughs> it. I, I love that too. Kuya, I was going to say that it's my nephews and nieces texting me saying, Ninong, I need your help. <laughs> and me Aww. gladly giving it. And I think that to myself, kind of similar a combination of what the two of you have said have inspired me kind of realizing that's what it, to me what it means to be Filipino Canadians helping the next generation. And then at the same time, them being a beautiful mix of like Ninong and can I ask for your help? And of course, of course, do I willingly give that? Are you guys warmed up? Certainly. 100%. <laughs> Before we sign off, Jen, would you like to share your socials so people can learn more about you? Oh, yeah, definitely. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, and the handles are at Poojen22. I'll totally put that in the show notes. Thank you so much. Folks, you can reach Hello Hello Podcast at our email at hellohellopopculture at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. Our handles at Hello Hello Pop, and we're on Instagram at Hello Hello Pop Culture. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chell Tring, and we'll see all of you guys again real soon. See you guys soon. Say bye, Jen. Aloha. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>